0: Heard a story recently, uh, happened several years ago at a friend's church in a different state. It was their Christmas Eve service, big church, big service. Uh, the service was done, and the pastor was saying some final words before they dismissed everyone to their homes. And the pastor, just on a whim, decided to ask uh, an elderly gentleman. Uh, wonderful Christian man, longtime member of the church, to come up and pray to dismiss everyone. And so he called on this member of their church, his name was Ralph Blaine, and asked Ralph if he would come up and pray to dismiss everyone. Um, Ralph wasn't ready for that, and he didn't particularly like praying in public, but he walked slowly up onto the stage, and he took the microphone, and he asked everyone to bow their heads. And it got really quiet, and then Ralph began to sing. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. It wasn't quite as beautiful as that. I mean, (laughs) it was close. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. As Ralph sang, his voice grew stronger. Here we are as in olden days, happy golden days of your Faithful friends who are dear to us gather near to us once more. Heads weren't bowed anymore. They were sort of peeking around, looking, what's going on here? And then he hit the final lines of the song. So hang a shining star upon the highest bough and have yourself a merry little Christmas now. And the people went nuts. They all clapped. They all yelled. It was a really... Uh, unexpected and wonderful way to end the service and everyone who experienced that had a story to tell you can imagine the stories they told maybe the next day they called someone up you won't believe what happened at the church last night the pastor asked this random guy to come and pray and instead of praying he's saying have yourself a merry little Christmas and at first I was embarrassed for him but then it was awesome and everyone was on board with it and it was great So everyone who experienced it had a story to tell, but the people who knew Ralph Blaine saw the situation very differently. They knew the meaning behind that moment and why it was so significant because they knew that Ralph Blaine, along with his friend Hugh Martin, wrote the words and the music to have yourself a merry little Christmas. And so when he sang that song that night, The people who knew Ralph, this wonderful Christian man, they knew they were listening to the author and creator of that song sing his creation. Everyone heard the song, everyone experienced it, but not everyone understood the meaning of it. I think Christmas is that way for so many people as well. We're all here tonight celebrating Christmas. We have traditions. This season is important to us. Um, being with each other is important. There's so many things that make this time really wonderful. So many people observe Christmas. Not everyone knows the meaning of Christmas. And that's what I want to give you tonight. I want you to leave here knowing the meaning of Christmas. The Apostle John, when he opens his gospel, He doesn't give us details about the birth of Jesus. Rather, he tells us the meaning of the birth of Jesus. And and I want to share with you a few of those lines that John uses to explain the meaning of the birth, the coming, the incarnation of Jesus Christ. Those lines come from John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. And there, John writes this. He says, In him was life. And that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. What does John tell us about Jesus in these few words? Well, he tells us that Jesus possesses life, and the life he possesses is the light of humanity. So Jesus brought life and light with him when he was born to Mary. It's important to recognize that Jesus did not come to discover life, to discover light he possesses them inherently he is these things and so he brought them and he offers them to us because he loves us but in this description of Jesus John actually makes two claims about us that I find quite startling I think maybe you will also Here's what John says indirectly about you and I. The first startling claim is if Jesus possesses life, then that means we inherently do not. We are alive, briefly, but we don't have life. We are spiritually dead, according to the Bible, because of our sin against God. We don't possess life. The second startling claim that John makes about you and I is if Jesus is light then that means we do not naturally have light ourselves. Light is a metaphor for a lot of things, holiness, purity, truth, majesty and glory. But we don't have that. We live in darkness. We live in darkness because of our sin against God, we just mentioned. But we also live in darkness because of the impact of sin on the world around us. It's not hard for us to identify darkness all around. Darkness comes in the form of things like natural disasters, wars, racism, violence, crushing poverty, sickness, and so much more. I wonder if you could identify sickness, or excuse me, darkness that you carry with you even tonight, my goal is not to be a downer. I mean, look. To be sure, we we have things in our lives that bring us joy, that make us happy. I mean, think. What are those things? It's it's people that we love. It's personal successes. It's a good cup of coffee, Brazilian food. All these things bring us happiness, but they are not light. They do not remove the darkness. We do not have life. We do not have light. And John has one more startling thing to say in verse 5, but not about us this time. It's about Jesus. He says the darkness did not overcome it. What's the it? Well, the it is the light and the life of Jesus Christ. The darkness did not overcome the light and life of Jesus. When Jesus entered his creation... He came to defeat the darkness that holds our souls and is destroying creation. As Jesus hung on the cross, the darkness thought it had won. But what the darkness did not know, did not understand, what no one but Father, Son, Holy Spirit understood was that that cross was Christ's victory over the darkness. He died In your place for your sin, three days later, he rose from the dead. The darkness did not overcome him. He overcame it. Jesus is the victorious one. So to a people living in darkness and death, Jesus came with light and life. And I want you to listen to what Jesus said about himself. In John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. So according to Jesus, who is it that has the light of life? Well, it's those who follow him. And so here's the question for us tonight. Are you a follower of Jesus Christ? The question is not, are you a Christmas observer? The question is, are are you a follower of Jesus Christ? To be a follower of Jesus Christ looks like this. It means you're going to turn away from all of your sin and all of your self-righteousness and you're going to trust entirely and only in Jesus Christ who died for your sin and rose again. And in trusting in Him, you're saying my forgiveness comes only from Him, eternal life comes only from Him. And because He loves you and because He died your death, He will give you His life, His eternity. When Jesus is your Savior, then you begin to live in the light of life. Now, here's where you might push back and you might say, I knew there'd be a sales pitch tonight. Can't we just sing the songs and do the thing and go home? Maybe. But I don't think you understand how really awful it is to live in darkness and death when light and life is held out to you. As the pastor of the church, I have the incredible privilege of getting to know so many incredible men and women and knowing their stories. And if you knew these people and you knew their stories, you'd be convinced of the better way. You see, they're not perfect, and they know that. But every day they set their eyes on Jesus to follow Him, so that they would learn to live and speak and act in ways that reflect Him more and more. They're not sinless, and they know that. The more they follow Jesus, the more aware they are of their sin. And the more they lean into their repentance, they're turning away from it and walking in the holiness of Christ. They're not people who are without broken hearts, but they know that God is near to the brokenhearted, and they know that every tear is counted and that there's a day coming when there will be no more crying or death or pain. And they're not without hope. It does not matter what happens in the world around us. It does not matter what happens in the world around us. They are not without hope because they have the light and life of Christ in them and the darkness does not overcome it. So what is the meaning of Christmas? The meaning of Christmas is that Christ loves you and he was born to die on the cross in your place for your sin and he rose again and he extends to you eternal life if you will turn and trust in him. So many people will celebrate Christmas without understanding that meaning. And you don't want to be one of them, not anymore. This is the time for you to say yes to Jesus Christ because he has said yes to you. And when you do that, the light and life of Christ becomes your own and you will have yourself a merry little Christmas in a way that you never have before. Let's pray together. Father God, We have to confess this reality that that we live in darkness and we live in death and we bear responsibility for that because of our sin. And we haven't sought you. We haven't run to you. We haven't asked you to fix this for us. We're quite content to stay in it. But who is God like you, full of compassion and love, who sees your people lost like sheep without a shepherd and so you came to us, God the Son, Jesus Christ, we praise you for coming, for taking on flesh, for taking on the cross, for taking on our sin and death, taking on the wrath of the Father against our sin so that we could know eternal life. Father, let this be the Christmas that we observe and we worship with meaning. And let us know the eternal life that you extend to us through faith in Jesus Christ. Thank you for meeting us in our brokenness. Thank you for pursuing us. Thank you for giving us light and life through faith in Christ. And Father, strengthen our hope. Give us strong legs and iron in our bellies that we would run the race with the strength of the gospel and the hope of Jesus Christ who has come and is coming again. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.